When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Friends of the Rocket Cast, I just came across the most incredible proverb via Dr. Henry Cloud, and I thought I would share it with you because it is that good. I'll share a little bit about how I learned about Dr. Henry Cloud, what the proverb is, what it means, and how you can apply it in your own life. And I'm not going to save it until the end. I'm going to read it right at the beginning because it's so good. So you don't have to wait till the end, but you do have to listen to the whole podcast to absorb its wisdom, at least via me. So I was reading this book called Necessary Endings, a book by Dr. Henry Cloud. And in one of his chapters, he cited the following proverb, quote, Hope deferred makes the heart sick, but a longing fulfilled is the tree of life. Proverbs chapter 13, verse 12. Let me read that again. Hope deferred makes the heart sick, but a longing fulfilled is the tree of life. Via Dr. Henry Cloud in the book Necessary Endings. This is going to be one of my all-time favorites. I'm not necessarily a Bible verse guy. I mean, I've sort of reconnected with my Lutheran roots, but I'm not someone who walks around reading the Bible all the time. Now, if you do, good for you. Um, That's not necessarily something I do, but there is incredible wisdom in this book. And I have sort of come back to my roots in Christianity and my, my roots as a Lutheran. Um, my roots in terms of my culture. And it's amazing when you start looking at this tradition and its wisdom through your own lens, how much is actually there. And I'm very grateful that I read this particular verse because I think it really dovetails very nicely into the work of Jay Shetty, you know, the book, Think Like a Monk. He repeatedly talks about the concept of the Dharma, living your life's purpose and coupling it with service. Because if you don't serve, your life's passion skill is just a hobby. But I love this, this metaphor. You could spend all day on this. Because this, I think, affects this proverb. Sort of so succinctly describes what ails so many of us, but what provides the key to unlock what's inside of us. So how did I come across Dr. Henry Henry Cloud? And here I want to thank my sister, Susie. Um, She was constantly sending me little YouTube things. And he's on YouTube. He writes a lot of books. He's a psychologist. It's done a lot of consulting. He's sort of a, and I think he's he's a Christian psychologist, but he's not one of these guys that is like, you know, Jesus saves you know, he's not he's he's not like that. He's a legit psychologist that sort of incorporates in sort of a very matter of fact 
weigh the fact that he is a Christian, but he doesn't wear it on his sleeve. And by the way, if you decide to wear it on your sleeve, good for you. I'm just saying that's not him. He's a very good source of information. Um, but why this verse just totally resonated with me, because I think that that, that first clause um, really does ail a lot of people. And I think it's what ails so many people in their work, in their relationships, in their life, which is, is they constantly have this, this hope that's deferred, this longing unfulfilled. And when that occurs, when that occurs, you actually get physically sick. You get sick in the form of stress. You get sick in terms of the destruction of your relationships. You actually get physically ill. And I think for whatever reason in our culture, because of heartache, because we, you know, so often I think when we become grown-ups, we learn how to sequester the pain that we have in our own life. And when we sequester that pain, we don't channel Jan John Kabat-Zinn, the great mindfulness expert. We don't get into the root cause of why we're feeling that pain, what caused the pain, how we got to that place in the first place. We're sick, but we don't really look at why. We don't really look at root cause of that and that hope deferred that hope deferred in terms of longing to do what you were put on this earth to do uh, does physically make us ill and we and we need to look at why is that why do we suppress and why do we cover up those feelings that can really illuminate what we're really put on this earth to do and i think for, for whatever reason we're sort of taught to suppress that like to sort of believe that it's impossible to ever really find your calling, to ever live your life's purpose in a meaningful, tangible way. Well, I am going to offer at the end a little bit of a meditation, how I think you can get there in terms of finding that. But then I, but before I do that, this one's going to be relatively short. I just want to get into the second clause. But a longing fulfilled is the tree of life. Holy cow. So good. A longing fulfilled is the tree of life. You know, we just covered a, a chapter on or a podcast on seeds and weeds, planting seeds. We really didn't get into what type of seeds you should be planting. I'm going to offer a little suggestion in terms of what type of seeds. And here I want to distinguish between, because it fits right into this clause, seeds that are um, annual plants like corn and perennials like an apple seed an apple of course you have to actually you know graft it but you know let's let's not get into the details but an apple tree once you plant it it continually over time creates abundance not only for the tree but by being the tree this is what shetty points out it serves so many other purposes it creates shade, it creates health for the soil, it creates food, it creates visual appeal, it creates social lubrication in the form of hard cider, it creates landscape, it creates vista, it creates wood, it creates heat. This one thing by being itself, is the tree being selfish? No. When the tree does what it's meant to do, not only does it create abundance in that year, but over time, with minimal effort, it does require some effort, but minimal effort, it creates abundance by being what it's put on this earth to do. It creates joy and happiness for others. 
Now the corn does the same thing, but if you're gonna plant a seed, it just, it, it grows, takes a ton of work, ton of chemicals, produces one off and then it dies. So it's still relatively good to plant a corn seed, but if you're gonna, gonna choose between the two, look at those sorts of activities that create an asset. And when I just thought of the tree of life, I'm sorry, I was thinking of Animal Kingdom, you know, that big, huge tree, not Animal Kingdom. Yeah, I think it's called Animal Kingdom over at Disney, Disney World. You know, there's that huge, like, African tree, like those, I don't, I don't know what they're even called, those types of African trees, but those just those huge, awe-inspiring trees. And that's what made me think of that, like, oh, my goodness. And I love that it's actually in the Bible. Because, you know, so much, I think one of the reasons why people are so turned off by Christianity is this, is this constant suppression of what you're put on this earth to do, as if listening to that in, inner voice that you all have is somehow wrong or leading us astray. Wrong. Wrong. I think God puts our, that voice as a guide, as a, as a way forward for us to create our own abundance by living our own essence just as Marcus Aurelius would teach us. And how do we actually get there? Well, there's a lot of different ways that we talk about, but you know, Henry Cloud uses the concept of pruning, cutting back. Marie Kondo talks about that which doesn't give us joy should be tossed. And Marcus Aurelius teaches do less, better. All of those things are key to really getting in on those things when you live according to your longing, there's a really good podcast by Rob Bell. And it always really struck me. He, he encourages audience, what do you desire? What do you want? Or to paraphrase this proverb, what do you long for? I think my own commentary on that is, is why why do we so often suppress those longings? Well, I think the reason why we suppress those longings is that one, culturally, where we're really taught to suppress our feelings as if they somehow are lying to us. And I think of the book, Descartes' Air, um, by Antonio Damasio, a neuropsychologist at the University of Iowa who became famous in the 90s with a book on actually how important feelings are to healthy decision-making from Malcolm Gladwell, also in the late nineties, this concept of blink using rapid cognition. Now, feelings certainly can lead us astray. Don't get me wrong. But I think over time, especially if they're grounded with study, self-reflection and study can be incredibly accurate guides to what we long for. What I love is, is that this is in the Bible. If you fulfill that longing, that longing, I think, was the plea, it was the seed that God planted in you. And that if that is fulfilled and that you focus on that, you create a tree of life. You create abundance by being you, not only for yourself, but for everyone around you. And one of the reasons why we don't get there is that we are so busy. We got too much to do. So here I want to channel Epictetus. Really focus on what you can control and getting your own time back. Unlock your mornings, get to bed early, stop drinking alcohol, 
and find the time to reflect every morning on what you want to do. What do you long for? What is your life's purpose? And then engage in daily acts to advance that purpose. Whoa, this was a good one. Like, am I resonating here, people? I, I don't have a lot of listeners yet. There's about between seven and ten to you that are that are that are listening and frequently tuning in. I hope you apply this in your own life and think about that in the moments of quiet and you write down that verse. Hope deferred makes the heart sick, but a longing fulfilled is a tree of life. Wow, that is life changing. And it was just as a little aside in this book, Dr. Henry Cloud, this is the book, Necessary Endings. I don't really like that book. I don't like the name of the title. I think it should be called Decision, like Decision Points. How you make decisions to sort of change course in your own life. But he wrote the book, so he gets the name of the title. But it is that good. So I think I am going to do. I'm going to. Oh, I'm going to a little audible here. Going to be a little spontaneous. And I am going to do. I think a series of episodes on the work of Dr. Henry Cloud. Um, we are trying to schedule some interviews uh, with other um, authors. So we're hoping to book those relatively soon. But we are going to keep doing some of these um, in terms of what I'm reading. Hopefully, I can give you these little kernels that you can use on a day-to-day -day basis. We're going to still try to be doing these daily podcasts uh, for, for you. Uh, we weren't able to do it yesterday, but we will continue to do them throughout this week so that you can live an abundant life just like that tree and you can live your own life's purpose. Infinite gratitude for all of you tuning into this episode of the Rocket Cast. I hope you found it as useful. Uh, as I did and, and had as much fun as I did in putting it together. Please continue to spread the word of the, of the Rock and Cast, all you seven listeners. Um, give me positive reviews on uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and all places where podcasts are heard. Infinite gratitude to all of you. Uh, and I hope you tune in to the next episode of the Rock and Cast. <laughs>